Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City, alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. I might stand for the entire show. I am so excited for the Ryder Cup. I think I might just stand for the whole show. This USA. way I can kind of pace USA. a little bit. Yeah, see, Steven's feeling it. He was up there all day today. I was up there yesterday. And somebody else that was up there all day today joining us now, courtesy of our friends at Delzer Lithograph. Just got done with Wisconsin's Afternoon News over on WTMJ. Are you st- So I'm assuming you're still on the stage. He is on the championship stage where they're going to have the opening ceremony, the closing ceremony. I was there yesterday. It's a cool place to broadcast from. He is Greg Matzik from WTMJ. Greg, how cool is it to be up on that stage? Uh, this is pretty impressive, guys. So, yeah, they had me do a mic check, which was pretty pretty cool stuff. And I got a, some token applause from the uh, workers setting up the stage. But, okay, so behind me, I'm... I don't know. What would you say, Gabe? This stage is elevated maybe nine feet off the ground or so. I mean, it's, yep. it's a massive, massive stage. And in front of me right now, there's about uh, 15, 20 workers or so setting up chair after chair after chair. And there's going to be about 10,000 people for the opening ceremonies watching the stage that I'm currently standing on. And the backdrop here on the stage is the Team USA red, white, and blue banners on one side, the Team Europe gold-starred USA. blue USA. banners. USA. You've got the. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to mess with the mojo here. I've, I've moved Shane Lowry and Patty Harrington's stickers, so they maybe go to a different spot than they're supposed to. Yes, uh, very and you've got the, you, Greg. <laughs> yes, yes, sabotage. That's what we need here, Stephen. And then there's a giant Ryder Cup trophy, I would say 25 feet tall, made of wood, that is sort of the centerpiece of this entire area. It's, uh, it's amazing. The stage is massive. So you both are up there today, so I'm going to. Greg, you can go first, and then Stephen. What was the most impressive thing to you, wandering around the ground, seeing the practice shots, being there? What was the most impressive thing about Tuesday at the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits? So I, I was amazed by how many people were in the stands at 9 and 18. So if, for those who have never been to Whistling Straits, it's really a great spot to be. The green on hole 9, the green on 18 sort of come together. There's kind of an intersection there. And uh, the stands overlooking 18, just waiting for Team Europe to come in. They were playing in three groups of four. And, and it was full. Like It, it, it felt like you know I, maybe a Thursday round or a Friday round, maybe not a full weekend round, but the number of people here on the grounds, many of them local or to the Midwest, I I thought was astonishing for kind of a ho-hum day in Ryder Cup week. I think one of the more fascinating storylines of the Ryder Cup is Whistling Straits has hosted three major championships, but that was among 18 holes. The number of people that were following the three American groups today felt like I was on Sunday of a major. And Greg, I, I'm sure that you felt that exact same way with the grandstands and everything, but people were packed on these holes for Tuesday of a practice round. The electricity is evident for every Ryder Cup, right? Like there's red, white, and blue out there. Everybody's chanting. There were USA chants on the first tee, walking to and from tees where the players walk right past the fans. But it just felt like an energy I have not experienced thus far at a golf tournament. 
Yeah, and for some people, I think this is their only shot. Like yeah. they, they won't be able to get here on Thursday, Friday, or for any of the competition rounds. So if this is your only shot and this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience, man, go get it and have some fun. And that's kind of, I think, the best way to treat it here if you're coming. Try and soak in as much as possible. Um, and to your point, Stephen, it, it's not like you have to spread out on the entire course and you know stake your claim. You're going to hear the hoots and hollers just following groups around when competition begins. I, I'm fired up to watch this thing, man. This unlike anything I've ever covered. Delzer is a full-service commercial print industry leader dedicated to providing premium experiences for brands pursuing excellence in design print and fulfillment. With 72 years of dedication as a Milwaukee-area print pioneer, Delzer consistently exceeds expectations with a reputation for flexibility, attentiveness, and high-quality results. Create content you're proud of with Delzer's design services. Captivate your audience with tailored print materials that tell your story and take your supply chain logistics to the next level with Delzer's fulfillment solutions. Visit Delzer com to learn more. Delzer, commercial print done right. And to your point of soaking it in, I don't know when they're coming back. I don't know when the best men golfers in the world are coming back. We know we've got a senior uh, open that's going to be up in the uh, Stevens Point area uh, at Century World. So that's going to be U.S. senior men's uh, U.S. Open. We know the women are coming back. They're going to be at Aaron Hills in 2025 for the U.S. Women's Open. But I don't know when the men are coming back. We used to have the PGA Tour event with the with the old GMO. We used to be a part of the rotation with the PGA. Now that it's moved off of its traditional August date back into... I, I just don't know when we're going to get a showcase event like this. So I am approaching this as I am going to soak in as much as I can because I don't know when we're going to get a world-class golf event back, Greg. Uh, Steven, could you could you tell me what Gabe is wearing? Is he all decked out? Is the American flag? I Does he have the so pants I'm on? Actually, I'm actually a little disappointed. Well, okay, so... I, I, I gotta tell you, guys. All right, so here's I, the thing. Here's I, the thing. Here's the thing. I was expected, like, Sunday Tiger Red. No, I've so, got my Ryder Cup right. long sleeve Face on paint. right now. I, I'm fired up. Gabe is so, in just, like, your generic ESPN Milwaukee so polo. Chewy, I thought he was going to be, like, Vuvuzela out, <laughs> like, that crazy American hat. Like I paint, I don't even know what I was walking into so, today, but I am disappointed. Yeah, so Nitro. Chewy, Chewy will, will, Chewy will back me up on this. So text him. I mean, he might be past his bedtime, so he won't get you back. You know, till tomorrow morning. But yesterday when I went up there, I had a red polo, blue Ryder Cup vest. I accused me of looking like I was trying to sneak onto Team USA. Um, so? Which, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Where do <laughs> I sign? Uh, and then today I had, um, until I, I, I was supposed to have an interview today with a high school athlete over a Zoom, so I had to put, like, the ESPN Milwaukee polo back on. But I had blue sweatpants, red vest, white long-sleeve T-shirt, Ryder Cup hat. Like, I, I have been rocking it, and I'm going to continue continue to do it all week long all the way through Sunday I'm going to have some sort of Ryder Cup or red white and blue gear on from now that, until that it's made done. for such a better story if you get on that Zoom call and that high school kid sees you yes. in an American hat with like eyeliner a painted face like waving the flag Gosh. For the brand, Gabe. Yeah, For the brand. I, I, well, this means this also means you've finally taken off Bucks championship gear. <laughs> yes. Well, I figure if I was going to take off the Bucks championship gear, the, this was kind of the goal because I knew once I hit the Ryder Cup, like I, I needed to wear Ryder Cup to you know support the Ryder Cup. And always. gosh, I hope they win so that we can just wear this logo proudly for for so <sighs> oh, so many years to so, come. Greg, I am I am nervous about this, and I became even more nervous today. 
because I really like the the motivational tap uh, uh, tactic that Padraig Harrington pulled in terms of there have only been 174 Europeans who have represented the Ryder Cup. Like it's you know more likely that you go out into space. It's more likely that you climb Mount Everest. And he assigned he told everyone what their number is and that number stitched into their bag, so they have this pride. I just really like the motivational tactic. It makes me even more nervous because the Europeans are better at this than they are than us. And I'm, ugh, I am very very nervous for the first tee shot at 705. By the on way, Friday. by the way, everybody out there, Gabe has not sat down since we started this show. Yep. I don't think he's actually going to sit down. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about your heart rate. I told for the next you. I told you I was going to stand for this whole show. <laughs> uh, uh, meanwhile, Brooks Kepka is talking about his nap schedule, and Bryson's hands are wrecked. Okay, so yeah, that, that's, that's the storyline from the U.S. That's team, what I'm right? Saying, man, like we're dealing with this Brooks Bryson thing. Let uh. me tell you something. I was at the first tee today when that final USA group came on for their opening practice round. That was Bryson, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, and Scotty Scheffler. And when Bryson walked through that tunnel, of course he was going to throw his hands in the air because it's Bryson. But he had an overwhelming applause from the American fans. And that was actually encouraging for me to see because we've talked about this for the, the past few weeks, months, this entire show summer of Bryson becoming the villain of golf. But he seems to be kind of embracing this. And, yes, maybe they're laughing at him. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, guys. I just want positive energy to Bryson. Because you know what he did on the first tee today? Drove the green? He drove the green. Did he really? There you go. I do like to see that. He drove over the green. By three or four yards. Oh, man. Three but went that, off that you know, first tee. And gosh, that's part and of the beauty of this he, whole deal. And he does that on number one on Friday, probably Saturday, because he's not going to play in the Friday morning. <laughs> Think about what that reaction is going to be yeah. like from the Americans. He might be the ultimate hero of the Ryder Cup. Can you think about that storyline? The new Captain America? No, I, this this is the beauty of the Ryder Cup, right? I mean, I call it the Sam Cassell effect. Nobody liked Sam Cassell until he played for the Bucks. Then everybody liked Sam Cassell. And now you've got this whole situation where you've got villains in golf. And I'm all for it, man. I think it's great. But you put it all aside. That's the beauty. Instead of having pockets of Jordan Spieth fans or... You know, Bryson fans, now everybody's together, right? If you were at odds for whatever reason, didn't like a particular player, forget it. If you're an American, the sign of patriotism is to cheer for whoever is playing, whatever they're doing to get behind it. That's part of the beauty of the event. Keep your golf clap at home. We don't want that here. And also credit Steve Stricker because he has made this a point since he became captain that he was going to try and create an environment of camaraderie. He brought them out here last weekend to have a team building. The guys said they barely played on the course. They just went out, enjoyed themselves, had nice dinners, spent time around each other in the team room, and they all said, the ones who spoke today, that was Spieth, JT, Bryson, and Scheffler, they spoke today and they said that it went a long way in this team becoming more of a team because that was the biggest question mark entering this Ryder Cup is what, why can't this team play well in a Ryder Cup when they played so well in President's Cups in years past? I think I'm also worried just because, again, all that stuff, like Bryson's hands, <laughs> like Bryson's hands are, like, raw. Why does? Why do I care more than he does? He's, like, does he that say something about me? Does that say something Bryson, about him? Bryson defended himself this morning talking about the picture of his hands that went viral. That happened before the FedEx Cup. That picture came out He after okay. the FedEx Cup. He said that picture was taken before the FedEx Cup playoffs. Maybe he's lying. The playoffs or the, the final? The, the, the whole playoffs. Okay. Like, months ago 
essentially, what? is when that when that picture was taken. Yeah, but here's when the he problem. When he just found out about that he was going to do the world, you know, long drive, and he started over-preparing for but it. But here's the problem. Nate's like, just building he... calluses up. Strong he, hands. He's like, so that was a golf.com article. <laughs> Why am I article. supporting Bryson? What has happened to know. me? I don't know. So he controls that whole message. And he messed up. So you're telling me he messed up his own messaging because he's like a, this playing editor for golf.com. And that's who had this exclusive interview with him about his raw hands. So he somehow, even though he got to control the message, he screwed up the messaging? That doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> has Bryson ever been good at this whole PR thing? No. Uh, Greg, who are you picking? We're going to make our picks later. Who you got in the Ryder Cup this weekend? Uh, I, being here today, I'm starting to feel it a little bit more. I'm hoping that the U.S. soil, you know, does the U.S. team well. It, it worked at Hazeltine, and that was a it ended a long streak of the European team winning. So I will go Team USA, but I don't think there's going to be anything easy about it. In fact, I think Team USA is going to have to catch a few breaks in order to beat Team Europe. But I'm going with Team USA. Who's going to have the best record on Team USA? That is really interesting. So I've been, I was looking at all the names and trying to find, like, you know, consistent player, best iron player, who can manage the conditions the best. And that, it is so hard to figure out, like, who can handle everything, the pressure yeah. that builds There's in this event. Name. There's one name, man. You just described everything. There's one guy in this roster who can handle all the things you just talked about. It's easy. And that is? Jordan Spieth. He's the most okay. experienced guy on the team. Yeah, he is. At no, you're right. He's, he's a non-rookie. <laughs> Well, and he's had a great season, too, right? I mean, you look at, you know, individual players throughout golf, and you've got the big hitters. You've got a great iron player in Morikawa, who was a little bit injured toward the end of the Fed Up Cup playoffs. So, uh, but Smith has been just remarkably consistent. I mean, if, you were, if we're talking about the Ryder Cup 2020, Jordan Spieth's not on the team. Correct. If it's in 2020 proper, and it just shows you how much ground he's made up here in the last season of golf. And he said that's actually an extra motivator for him, too, is that he put Ryder Cup as his goal to get here, knowing that it was probably the loftiest goal that he was going to set at that point when he was at the lowest of lows. But that extra year did him more favors than anybody else on either Ryder Cup team because it gave him opportunities to bounce back. And here he is. He is a 7-5-2 record in the Ryder Cup. There aren't many guys who have winning percentages. Him and JT... I mean, Finau's 2-1-1, one, one, but that's essentially I mean, yeah, 500. That's, but yeah. JT's 4-1, and one, Spieth's 7-5-2, and two, and that's going to be your hey, power y- team. Y- you know what I'm curious to watch uh, over the weekend? Uh, pay attention to the social media of, of, of Patrick Reed. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Is, is it going to be spiteful? Is it going to tweet out that he's, you know, he's gone to a movie, he's at a Disney flick or something like that on Saturday during Ryder Cup he's matches? Gonna like, he's going to be like Ben Stiller from uh, Dodgeball, <laughs> that final scene where he's eating chicken all over himself, <laughs> slobbering. Cursing out Chuck Norris? Yeah, cursing Chuck Norris <laughs> right. as Team USA is lifting that cup. Bleeping Steve Stricker. Really appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your time up there. I know you're going to be up there a few more times, Greg, uh, but we appreciate you jumping on today. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Greg Matzik from WTMJ joining us live from the Ryder Cup. He is brought to us by Delzer Lithograph. Visit Delzer.com to learn more. Delzer, commercial print, done right. If you haven't figured it out already, this is all Ryder Cup all the time. We're going to talk about the pods that Steve Stricker has selected, some of those pairings. We've got predictions. Plus, we're going to talk about whistling straights all coming up on the team. Back to the course and on the tee with Gabe and Steven after this on 94.5 ESPN.
with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. It is on the team. Ryder Cup edition. I'm standing up with you. I'm yes. fired up. Let's go. Let's go. You can be nervous just like me. Max is standing up. Oh, He's producing the me? show. That's much tougher for him because he actually has to like bend over and like press play on a bunch of stuff and, hey, and get a lot of stuff here. going. We're sending the positive vibes to Whistling Straits, to the red, white, and blue. <sighs> so, one of the biggest stories around Team USA is this Brooks-Bryson feud. We have talked about it all summer long. It is now coming to a head. Before we get to the audio of Steve Stricker and Bryson DeChambeau talking about this, it's time to open up. It's all about the drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy. All summer long, we've heard about this Brooks and Bryson feud. Really, it took off around the PGA when... Brooks was rolling his eyes at something Bryson was saying as he walked behind him during a television interview, and it goes back and forth, back and forth. Steve Stricker said, hey, it's not going to be an issue. Both these guys agreed that they're going to, you know, set this feud to the side during the Ryder Cup. Well, here's what Steve Stricker had to say about their feud earlier this week at Whistling Straits. This, it's, it's a non-issue, really, for me and the team. Um, we got together... A few weeks ago, the six of us, I've had conversations with them both. Uh, they've assured me that it's not going to be an issue. Um, yeah, so I have no worries whatsoever. Uh, will we pair them together? Uh, I don't think so at this point, but things could change. It could always happen, but, you know, probably not. But, uh, again, uh, I had a dinner. They all showed up. We had great conversation, great talks. Um, so I, I really, I'm not seeing it as an issue at all. That's just Steve Stricker not wanting to deal with absolutes, right? Because absolutely, the one thing that Steve Stricker has also talked about going into this Ryder Cup about is about how prepared he wants to be. Yeah. Like, he is going to be the prepared captain, and they're going to have a plan, and I think especially because it's just a, such a short event, you're not going to wander away from that plan. Especially, like, you're not going to see Bryson and Brooks go out there and alternate shot just because something weird happens, right? Especially alternate shot, you've got to, especially when you are as particular as Bryson is, you know, you've, you've got to get, grow accustomed to the other golf ball the guy is using. Which golf ball are you going to use? And and there's some there's a reason why they have these practice runs. So there's no way they're going to be paired together. Zero percent chance. <laughs> you can go to dinner with the girl. You don't have to bring her home, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, and it's more about the locker room mm-hmm. and having it not be the story of Brooks and Bryson and have it being the story of Team USA. And that is what Steve is trying to control right now. He says, I don't care what you guys feel about each other, but when we're in that room, it's going to be Team USA. And it's not going to be you guys social media, jabbing back and forth, having fun with it, blah, 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 blah. Which makes a social media post today 
particularly interesting by the Ryder Cup account of Brooks walking up to Bryson on the tee during just normal on the range, getting ready for today's practice rounds, and just talking to him. It's not like they embraced. It was like a 20-second conversation, but it's more like the fact that Brooks walked up to him, I thought I would never see this ever. And then, But then Bryson turns around to the fans that are watching them on the range and throws his arms in the air for them to clap. Like, hey guys, we can be friends. And then Brooks quote tweets it and says, we were just having a conversation. <laughs> like, We're allowed to have a conversation. We're teammates. And it's just, why is the Ryder Cup account trying to drive this forward? Why can't we just be happy why with this, them being civil? They don't have to be best friends. Why we can't they don't have, have to nice be... That's <laughs> why we can't have nice things. Uh, so, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Bryson DeChambeau, Scotty Scheffler, presumably one of the pods for Team USA because, well, they all practiced together today. And played a match, by the way. Played a match. Jordan and JT against Bryson and, and Scotty. Who Based won? on the couple of do holes we, that I saw. Do we know who won? I did see Bryson miss about a three-footer on seven. Beautiful par three. He, he stuck it. Missed the putt and picked up his ball was not a happy camper. I don't know who won the match. I only walked them about four or five holes. In but. my mind, JT and Jordan Spieth won the match. But here's what Bryson DeChambeau had to say about Brooks Kepka today. Bryson, have you made efforts to end the feud with Brooks? And if so, where, where how's that gone? Um, you know, again, a lot of this social media stuff has definitely been driven by a lot of external factors, not necessarily us two. I mean, we had a great we had some great conversations uh, tour championship week when we had dinner, and then this week uh, as well. I had dinner, sat down, sat down to dinner with him last night, and it was fine. And I think there may be something fun coming up here um, moving forward, but won't speak too much more on that. So apparently, what he's talking about there is the next iteration of the match in November. Uh, this is from the No Laying Up Twitter account that the next match in November is going to feature those two. So that's what everyone seems to think that he is hinting at not the fact that they're going to be four ball partners maybe on friday afternoon <laughs> no no that the four ball partner is bryson and scotty yes. like they're also because um that's why pods exist that's why pods exist yes to keep those two away from each other and man if they if this somehow and i, I look i i don't think it's going to be an issue i think stricker has done a nice job nipping this thing in the bud but I'm so I'm listening to a Ryder Cup podcast right now um, from uh, Shane Ryan, and he's got three different episodes out called the Ryder Cup Run. And his first episode is on Glenn Eagles in 2014, when and that was a disaster for Team USA. Tom Watson was the captain, and the Europeans that year had to overcome a Rory McIlroy Graham McDowell lawsuit. Like that is. As and they dominated Team USA, like that is as contentious as it can get. Like yeah. a legal battle between the number one player in the world and someone who had been a stalwart and a former U.S. champion uh, golfer on your team, and they were able to work it all out. So if this somehow becomes a distraction for Team USA, it just once again goes to show how much better Team Europe is at this event than Team USA. But I just really don't think it's going to be an issue. They've done the right thing. They're keeping them separate. They're not going to be playing together. And as long as they can be civil, which they can, they seem to be doing that now, I really hope that the last we hear about this is when Brooks has talked about, when somebody asks Brooks about it on Thursday. 
I think that that is going to be a really fascinating press conference on a number of levels. Because Brooks is going to be asked about his passion for the Ryder Cup after an article just came out about him saying, oh, it's just another thing, you know, where it's an individual sport, not really sure why the team part of it is, you know, that exciting, blah, 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 which Tricker shot down because he should as the captain. But also because of the Brooks and his his hand injury, you know, Brooks Kepka or his relationship with Bryson, I mean, Brooks Kepka is potentially the wild card for this Ryder Cup, for Team USA. So when it comes to when it comes to the team aspect of this, because so so many times you see reaction to, well, the Europeans just made more putts. And I think it's more complicated than that. Yeah. Like I, I think it's more complicated than, oh, they just went out and they played better. And I, I just really feel it's more complicated than that. And Team Europe has found a way to make it more about the team. And it went the one captain who's had success really just energizing an entire unit and an entire team. That was Paul Azinger in 2000 and, uh, 2008. Yes, 2008, Valhalla. when he was the captain at Valhalla. And he came up with the pod system, and this was his whole idea. And, I mean, since then, I mean, Davis Love did a good job in 2012. They, they just got so incredibly unlucky, and so many different things went against them uh, in the singles that it blew up. And then... I don't think that the 2016 team was a great team in terms of, hey, they're great teammates, they get along. They were just literally that good that they were able to overcome it and just dominate. But should they right now be that good? They have 11 of the top 16 players in the world. Yeah, they should be. But going into 2016, like we didn't know that, I mean, we kind of had an idea, we just didn't know it go to this level. Because even outside factors, like Patrick Reed, we didn't realize he was as big of a, as Chewy likes to say, doucher as he's turned out to be. Like, Bryson and Brooks, that th- whole thing going on. Plus, we don't know what's up with DJ. Colin Morikawa was potentially still playing injured. Like, there are so many questions about this team. Yes, when healthy, Team USA should be able to roll. But on the other hand, Team Europe just is so much better at this. And that's what makes me nervous. We'll continue to talk about this. We'll talk about our favorite pods. We'll make predictions on the best point getter for Team USA. And we'll, of course, make our predictions about who is going to win the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. But first, it's time for this week's Cart Girl Moment of the Week. And now, it's time for another Cart Girl Moment. Presented by Fairways of Woodside. Oh, hi there. Do I know this course well? Hmm, well, let me think. Do I know that the course dog legs right on 7 and left on 10 and 14? Do I know that the two sand traps you see near the green on 4 aren't the only ones there? And do I know how you're better off using an 8 iron on 12 than a pitching wedge? Sorry, guess I don't think I can help you. What kind of drinks can I get for you, though? This has been another Cart Girl Moment, presented by Fairways of Woodside. Home of the premium golf experience. Premium golf, service, and of course, the best golf carts with GPS and Bluetooth speakers. Fairways of Woodside. No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more On the Tee with Gabe and Stephen coming up on 94.5 ESPN. Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Jumped in the camp, here I am for the first time. Look to my right and I see the Hollywood sign. This is all so crazy. Annex Wealth Management 
Ryan is a proud sponsor of On the Tee. It's time to know the difference. If you're ready to put things in order, so are they. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local independent partner. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. It is time to make some predictions here on the Tee. Who's in the red? Give me another ball. Take the drop, Roy. Roy, just... Give me another ball. Who's in the green? Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. This is where we recap the weekend in fantasy golf and prepare you for the next tournament. Brought to you by New Male Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Male. You can too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Friday. I'm terrified. There's an excitement level. All the emotions right now all coming together as we get closer and closer to the Ryder Cup. And I stare at my Ryder Cup schedule uh, in terms of who's going to be interviewed when, uh, when people are teeing off Thursday, the opening ceremony, when the pairings are announced. I'm really excited for it all. And we're going to make some predictions here about the Ryder Cup being played Friday through Sunday at Whistling Straits. So let's start, Stephen, with... The pairing you're looking forward to the most? The pairing I'm looking forward to the most or the pairing that I think will do the best? You can give me both. It maybe, it's both. The, maybe it's the same pairing. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching Spieth and JT because I think that that will bring the best television and product and moments of this Ryder Cup. They're going I, off first, right? Like, you spent Spieth, Thomas off yeah, first the way, pairing. the way that they both spoke about the first tee this morning, like, they are first out of the gates. They are going to take that energy. They're going to embrace it. They're experienced. Not much experience <laughs> on this team. No. I, I think that I'm most excited to watch them. I really love this Cantley Shoffley pairing. Okay. I, I, just something about them. They, they grew up playing golf together. They have both had phenomenal seasons. You know, Xander's playing well as of late. Patrick, just one player of the year. I, I think that they are a, a deadly combo for Team USA. I, I, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. They have a lot of Fleetwood Molinari from 2018 in Paris in them. A group that can go 4-0 in this Ryder Cup as the dark horse that brings Team USA the trophy back. I could talk myself into the other pairing as part of that pod. And these guys are all talking tomorrow, by the way. Xander and Cantley and then DJ and Colin Morikawa. I just, with the driving prowess of DJ and the iron play of Colin Morikawa... I feel it's just a deadly combination. Yeah. Now, both of them are about as streaky as putters as you'll find, but if you're bombing it far and you're hitting it close, like someone can make some putts um, if and we're talking about alternate shots. So I'm excited about that. But I actually think a sneaky, because the one I'm looking forward to most, and I've talked about it multiple times on the tee here, that I think Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth are going to carry Team USA. Uh, so I'm clearly looking forward to those guys. But I think Daniel Berger and Harris English could be sneaky underrated. Not like go out there and you know be that like 3 like, and 0. That is like your blah team. <laughs> I understand. But they're really good. Like they're so yeah. good. I can see that again. I they're probably only going to play, you know, a couple matches together, three matches total. But I could see them, you know, going like 2 and 1 each, you know? You you, you know, you go out there and I, I just really feel that yes, are they blah? Is there a lot of 
zest behind them? Is there a lot of excitement? No, but that's why I feel like they're flying under the radar because Berger can hit it out there with the best of them. Harris English is a really good ball striker. He's not on the level of Colin Morikawa because no one is, but he's a really good iron player. Like I look at Berger and Harris English as like kind of the the understudy to DJ and Colin Morikawa. Like they're they're very similar. Not quite, you know, Berger doesn't hit it quite as far as DJ. You know, Harris English doesn't hit it quite as well with his irons as Colin Morikawa, but I really like that pairing. Yeah, the hardest thing about this game is is there's six rookies on Team USA. Like we don't have anything to base off of their match play with the exception of like how well Scotty Scheffler has played in match play, right? Like <laughs> yeah. outside of this, we just don't know how they're gonna embrace this stage. One of the most interesting things about listening to Jordan Spieth talk today, because he has such amazing perspective, he was asked about what the emotions are like at the first tee of the Ryder Cup as a player, and how can he help the rookies that are going to go to the first tee. And he was like, the first tee of the Ryder Cup is like being in contention of a major in the final three holes. And the way that your hands sweat, and they shake over a ball, and you have to find the way to calm the nerves... And he said playing in Ryder Cups made me such a better golfer because that was the most nervous I've ever been. And being able to control that energy is is going to be, of course, the most important part of the first tee, but about this Ryder Cup and what we hope is the beginning of a trend for Team USA and not an anomaly because this is a young core that we could be talking about with the Lee Westwoods and the Roy McElroys and the Ian Poulters and the John Rahm, you know, the, the groups for Europe that they've had consistently for so many decades now, the Sergios. I was about to say, like, you didn't even mention the, you know, yeah. all-time leading point getter in the history I mean, of this event in Sergio Garcia. We might be talking 10 years from now, 20 years from now, about Jordan Spieth playing in his ninth Ryder Cup, like Lee Westwood is playing in his... You know, somewhere around there. To those nerves, it's his 11th, by the way. 11th. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, his first one was 1997. So he was 24 years old. 24 years ago. Whew. He made his debut. Now he's 48. Uh, JT talked about when he teed off, uh, because it, and this is weird, like to think about, because Justin Thomas has been part of the upper echelon of golf for a while. He's only played in one Ryder Cup. Yeah. He wasn't a part of that 2016 team. He was on the 2018 team that lost in France, and he teed off first with Jordan Spieth, and he has told the story of when he tees off with something less than driver, like a 5-wood, 3-wood, whatever, he doesn't put a tee in the ground. And he said, it's a good thing I don't. I don't know if I've been able to get it into the ground <laughs> because they had to get less than driver off the first tee. And just talking about the nerves on that opening tee. Now, maybe those nerves are going to be a little bit more adrenaline-filled because it's going to be that home atmosphere at, at Whistling Straits. But, man, yeah, that, that, that first tee shot. If you have tickets for Friday, make sure you get there plenty, plenty early because I think that's going to be one of the coolest things of the day. Who's going to be the top point-getter for Team USA? Individual or team? Individual. It's hard not to pick Jordan. Yeah, it's Jordan Spieth. It's Jordan Spieth. This golf course fits him. He finished second here when they played it in 2015, and he would have won it had it not been for Jason Day being on one of the hottest heaters we've seen on the PGA Tour. That was that 15 year for Spieth was really special, but even if the wind picks up, he's the one guy, Jordan Spieth, 
is the shot maker that Team USA exactly. has. You need a little cut, he can do it. A little draw, he can do it. Need to whatever the wind dictates, he has that shot in his bag. And I have absolute faith in Jordan Spieth, and I think he is going to be the top point getter for Team USA. Yeah, who's going to be the dog? <sighs> Bryson. Bryson is 0-3 in his only Ryder Cup appearance in 2018. I don't think it's going to be Bryson. I I think it's going to be one of the the rookies. I look at a Harris English as as a dog. Be, you, you know, know you know actually you know you know who's going to be the dog. It's going to be DJ. Oh, he just has the oldest guy on the team. Yeah, I, the only true veteran. He's actually thirty eight years old. Like I. It makes sense because he's been around forever, but like DJ being 38, that's seems like he's a lot younger than that. But he's not. He's, yeah. he's 38 years old. He's been around for a while. He's been on a few of these teams. But again, when was the last time he played well? Yeah, he's seven nine and zero in in his Ryder Cup history. So he's never tied. So he's got that going for him, which is nice. I. I, I and you never know with DJ. Like, you just never know. He hasn't played well this year. Yeah. There's no reason to be confident in DJ outside of the fact that he just has Ryder Cup experience. And he's played really well at Whistling Straits. I mean, he should have won in 2010. He played well in 15, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He was top 10 at Whistling in 15. I mean, this course is well, made because, for a bomber like DJ. It's because the dude hits 6,000 miles off the tee. Of course he's going to be Which, fine. He, yeah, he could be the dog, but he could also be the hero. I mean, you, you talk about him and Morikawa together. That is a Ryder Cup team. Yeah. Right? Like, that is what Steve Stricker is looking for, guys who just fit each other's molds. The potential that that team has, it should be the best team. It literally yeah, should be the, the best ceiling, team. Probably. It has the highest ceiling. It has the most golf talent. It has... The most golf majors of anybody. I mean, they both have two. You know, so they got four combined. I mean, I get, well, never mind. Brooks has four by himself. Assuming that it's Brooks and Finau, that is a team that I think has the lowest floor. I I think that they have the ability to to struggle because they don't Um, complement each other as well. See, I see a lot of pars coming out of that group. That's okay, a group. Yeah, great. That's a group pars, that you have to go. Pars don't beat. win match play. No, but that's a, that's a group you're still. You're gonna have to go out and beat them. They're not gonna. They're not gonna give away holes with bogeys and doubles, and they'll go up and make a couple birdies. You're gonna have to go out and beat them though. Now, based on the pairings of these pods that are going out every day, and based on the media availability, this means absolutely nothing. This is just Gabe and I speculating. John Rahm is in that grouping of those four that Kepka, Finau, Berger, and English were all together. Today, that same pairing, based on media availability, is Rom, Terrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Paul Casey. I could see a Rom and Casey going up against a Kepka and Finau, and that terrifies me. But I mean, again, like you can put these guys wherever. Just yeah. because JT and Spieth were first available today, maybe they go out last yeah. on Friday. Of Who course. knows? And and for Team USA, I am very confident that the way they are being presented to the media that those are the three pods because Team USA has done this pod system. I, mean, I think everybody did it except for um, Watson since it was introduced in 2008. Um, so, you know, those pods, that's what Team USA is going yeah, to be. Why, you know, would, they're going why to... wouldn't you do that? Because you get your guys around each other yeah, walking holes together in case there's mixing and matching. They're all playing together. You have, you know, you have JT and Spieth playing Bryson 
and Scheffler earlier yeah. today. I mean, you get a match out there. But even, I mean, you could see, I mean, I, I don't see, in that pod specifically, I don't see a lot of mixing and matching. You know, like JT and Spieth are going to be together and they're going to play a ton. I mean, Bryson and Scotty, sorry, Scotty, probably not going to play any uh, any alternate shot. Maybe maybe that's fine with him. But I could see, you know, if Morikawa struggles, DJ, but DJ's playing well, you know, DJ goes out with Xander softly in the afternoon. I think yeah. you're going to see some more mixing and matching within pods in the second two versus the first one for Team USA. Um, but every, I mean, as I go through this, I feel good about the pairings. Right? But why don't I feel good? All right, make your pick. Why don't I feel good? Why don't I feel good? I don't see, it sounds crazy to say out loud, just based on history, I just don't see a path to Team USA losing the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. I I just don't see having 11 of the top 16 guys in the world with the understanding that you've lost 9 of the last 12 Ryder Cups. You did win the last time it was on your soil, and you have in dominating seems fashion, to be by the, way. the most encouraging long-term future of Team USA golf at this event. The way that these groupings have been together, the way that Stricker's building camaraderie, I see Team USA, I'm going to put them at about, I like a, do you want an exact? If you want to give an exact point total, I'm going go somewhere between it. 17 and 18 points for oh, Team USA. Oh boy, that's a, it's an ass kicking. That's what that is. That's just You a, need 14 and a half. That's, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's happened. big. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, Team USA, I mean, when I brought up 2014 at Glen Eagles. I mean, that was, I think that was 18 to 11 or something like that. Yeah, I, I just, I don't. 18 and a half, 11 and a half. Maybe it's just the energy I felt out, out at the course today. I don't know. I just, I really think that it's going to be a big win. What about you? Man, I, I think that Team USA wins, but I just feel that, and I saw the statistic earlier today because, of course, like after I got done with my show this morning and I'm trying to like decompress a little bit because yesterday was a really long day, being at the Ryder Cup and then being at Lambeau and then being back here for the show this morning, uh, I'm watching um, live from the, you know, the Golf Channel show they do for all the, the big events. And they have people from Sky Sports on and they put up the strokes gained off the tee. So we keep talking about how Team USA, off, you know, they've got these bombers, bombers, bombers. Well, number one was Bryson. Two through five, all Europeans. Rory. Rom. Rom. Um, Hovland. Hovland. And I can't remember who the last one was. But they were all the strokes gained Hatton, maybe. off the team. Maybe Tyrell. Yeah, maybe uh, Tyrell Hatton. But two through five. So they they still can hit it long. Now... Is Burned Weesburger going to hit it long? No. So, like, the fact that I see, look down and I see a name like Burned Weesburger, and, you know, um, I mean, you, you want to talk about not coming into this in form? Like, Tommy Fleetwood is not in form. He just lost his tour card. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, like, even though Tommy Fleetwood's a name and he kicked our ass over in France. He's fairway Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I feel good about Team USA. Not quite as good. I think they get to 15 and a half points. So that's really tight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nervous about this because... Like, are they winning in a final singles match in your mind, or are they just dominating Friday, Saturday, and they build a comfortable enough lead? Because the singles is, is I think... I think that's this, where Team USA can get advantages in the singles. Yeah, that's, I, I so see I think them it's winning. Gonna be like, t- I think it's going to be tight going into Sunday. 
And I think that's where Team USA separates themselves yeah. as the singles. Matches. I like I like almost like a seven or eight singles match wins for or like not maybe not wins but not oh, losses. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not losing points. Sure, not going to lose points that way, man. Man, they go eight and four in singles. <laughs> Full sweep. <laughs> They're going to take all twelve, all twenty-eight points coming to Team USA. We're going to break down the golf course they're playing. Whistling Straits coming up next on the tee. Forget about changing that dial. More on the tee with Gabe and Steven next on 94.5 ESPN. Nigel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. I, I don't know this song. I don't know, but I feel proud to be an American. Listen to it. <laughs> it's the Captain American theme. Oh, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Man, I've got to I was about to say, it sounds wall. familiar. They better okay, be playing we did, this. We one. didn't make a new prediction, but we need a new Captain America because I don't think Patrick Green is ever going to be on one of these teams uh, <laughs> ever again. Um, who's the new Captain America? Bryson. Get out of here. Get <laughs> out of here. I picked the song uh, in you? honor of him. <laughs> Did did party did like did I crush some of your soul when I said that Bryson was gonna be the the uh, the goat? He was gonna be the guy who just kind of was the disappointment for yeah, Team USA. Yeah, you said who was gonna be like the hero or Captain America? I was thinking Bryson. You went the complete other way. <laughs> he thought you meant greatest of all time. <laughs> he might be the best American. What is goal up, forever. by the way, with Bryson? Is he shrinking? No, he is a massive dude. I, I stood by him he today. He seems like he's getting smaller. No, but a lot of the guys are a lot smaller in person than you realize. Standing oh, yeah. next to some oh, of those JT guys. is tiny. I towered over a lot of those guys walking off 18 yeah. today. They but Bryson is is large. He's he's a large human. All right, we got to talk about the course that this is being played at Whistling Straits. Thanks to our friends at Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. This tells you how excited I am for the Ryder Cup. That might be the first time I've called for the open of a segment when I'm technically out of time on the show. <laughs> like, I have literally why, no why more not time left on the show. show? <laughs> I, I need more time to talk about the Ryder Cup. Uh, I like some of the things that they've done with uh, the Ryder Cup. By the way, I, I have somebody, um, I've got somebody on the grounds who told me that uh, they're going to be looking to run those greens real fast come competition. Love what, it. Like 14. I want to see wind blow. It was, well, if the wind picks up, I don't know if you can run them at a 14, but they were running at about a 12 in 2015. silly. 14's outrageous. For a, a course on water, that's silly. Yeah. So Mark your I, ball quickly. I can't imagine that actually happens, but I like some of the things they've done with the course. I think six is going to be an awesome hole. I think it's going to be the ultimate risk-reward, yeah. um, drivable par four. They call it the Gremlin's Ear because of this ridiculous bunker. That's it's, it, I guess the best way to describe what the green looks like, it's like a pair of glasses. And where your nose would kind of be in the glasses frame, there's a bunker there, and it's very deep. And it's a you're pain dead. in the... Yeah, you're, you're dead. just dead. So if you drive it into that because you decide to go for it, like you could be dead. But again, if you drive it on the green, maybe you got a shot at an eagle because it's not... My guess is where the pin is going to be are going to be relatively accessible because it's not that big of a green. But I think that's going to be the most fun drivable four to watch. I watched all three American groups play six today. 
all of them laid up. Yeah. Bryson included. It's it's you have to put a teardrop on the green. Yeah. From the tee. I, I think you're gonna see the guys lay up all week. I wanna see him go for it because it's great drama, but six, it's just there's way too much trouble there. If you are going to the Ryder Cup, get to the top of six grandstands and you have an opportunity to look at two green, three green, which is the par three on the lake, and six green. It is probably the best viewing oh, spot man, yes. for Absolutely. the Ryder Cup if you're getting there. Get there early, top left. Um, if you're looking at the six green, be in the top left corner. It's probably the best spot on this front nine. We are way and over we- time. And wear your golf spikes. I don't want anybody hurting themselves right, out so there because, man. You can't bring up a topic like golf spikes at a tournament when we're already three minutes past our deadline and we're like, the show's let's over. Let's keep going. <laughs> like, I want to keep going, but because at Whistling Streets, it does make sense. But typically, if you wear golf spikes to a, like, a tournament, it's uh, it's not like bringing a baseball glove as an adult to a to a major league baseball game. It's in the same vicinity. If you saw the number of people as I saw wipe out today, and older people trying to climb hills that they've never climbed in their lives and sliding back down them, wear your golf spikes. <laughs> Whistling. That's traits, my TED talk. Very very well could be the exception. We'll have Ryder Cup uh, content all throughout the week. We'll be back on Saturday, Sunday. Different show is going to be up there talking about the Ryder Cup. This has been a very long edition of On the Tee. USA. Milwaukee's next.